Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 67 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, not alongside Joker Patrick. He cannot say hello. I am soloing. It's a solo episode because Joe is busy. Um, yep, I was busy last week. I am here now. I am not busy and I am available to record an episode and we need to record an episode because there's a lot of news, everybody. I don't know if you guys like these, but they're necessary because if I didn't do this this week, we'd have a two hour long freaking episode next week, catching up on all this news. Um, so I'm, I'm here to make sure that doesn't happen. But also, I've got big news to share. That's right. I got big news to share. And it's actually news that uh, I feel like it's uh, necessary to disclose at the beginning of this episode, at the beginning of any episodes um, from now on, basically. Uh, I don't think I'll do it every episode, but I'll, I'll make sure everyone knows that uh, I got a job, everybody. And it's in the Overwatch League. It's with a team and they're called the Boston Uprising. Um, yeah, I got offered a job. I accepted that offer yesterday or the day before. Yes. Um, and I will be moving out to Boston very soon. Uh, it's pending background checks and all that stuff, all that fun stuff, but it's, yeah, I I think my background checks are fine. I think I'll, I think I'll go through. Um, but I'm starting later this month moving cross country. But the reason, skip it all the personal stuff, the reason why I think it's necessary to say that is um, <clears throat> there might be some bias uh, in the future. I don't think right now I'm going to be biased because I'm not around the team. I haven't been around the team. Um, I haven't watched their scrims. But uh, working at Echo Fox last year, I know if I had a League of Legends podcast while I was working at Echo Fox, I would have had some bias towards Echo Fox. I'll be honest with you. I probably would have thought Echo Fox is a little better than they actually were. And that's because I was there witnessing their scrims and they actually did. They were really good at scrims. Um, So I'll be honest, you know, I'll be honest with what I'm seeing. Uh, I don't think anyone there is going to get mad at me if I trash talk the team or if I say they're not great or anything like that. Um, I think... I don't think they're going to get too offended. If they do, then maybe maybe Joe will have to get a new co-host, which would stink, but um, sacrifices. So yeah, if you, I mean, I'm not going to have any bias when I rank them in the power rankings that we're doing later this month. I don't plan on it. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, last week, you can go back to my preview, listen to my thoughts, and I still stand by those thoughts two weeks later, even though... I have a job with them now. None of those thoughts have changed. So uh, yeah, I'm still going to be as unbiased as I possibly can be. But I think I think it's worth noting, just so you guys know, just so you guys like if 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 I happen to rank the Boston Uprising high, higher than you think, then you can say in the back of your mind, oh, well, he does work for the team. So he might have some bias. Um and that's called that's that's how you listen to that's how you consume your media guys in 2020. A happy 2020 by the way. This is the first episode of 2020. That's how you consume your media in 2020 though, guys. Is yeah, is you look at the biases, you look at the person who's delivering the news, you look at his backgrounds or her background and you you figure out her bias, his bias, and that's mine. Is <laughs> I'm going to be working for the Boston Uprising. So I might have some more positive takes on them than negative in the future. But I'm going to try my hardest 
to not be biased, but I can't, I, I just can't help but overcome myself with hype for the team I work for. That's what happened with Echo Fox, even though their team kind of stunk. And I would admit it at times, but at other times I would be like, they could beat anybody, which is weird because they could, they could beat anybody. I know no one here pays attention to legal actions, but they could. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the main reason why I wanted to, to point that out. I'm a Boston Uprising boy. Um, oh yeah. I mean, if you don't know, I'm doing video work for them, which is what I was doing for Echo Fox. If you guys wanted to know that. Um, so I'm excited. I'm mo- moving out there soon. Uh, me and Joe will be on the same time zone again, which will be super nice for recording. It sucks when I have to wake up very early. Uh, no longer will I have to do that. I'm very excited for that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Lots of traveling. Okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, we have tons of signings. We have lots of talent leaving, lots of talent leaving and some joining. And I'll give my takes on that because, uh, obviously it's, you know, it's looking worrisome when some of these people leave, but I have some different takes on it. But yeah, let's get into signings first. San Francisco Shock has signed someone, which I did, has has San Francisco signed anyone this offseason? I think they've just lost a couple players. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they lost Nevix. Yeah, they lost Nevix. That's it, right? <laughs> um, and they haven't signed anybody. They've had the same team all offseason. They've been doing nothing, which makes sense. They're the champions. They are the champions. Um, but, uh, ANS, I don't know if it's ANS. I don't know if it's ANS. He is a Korean player who apparently was, uh, had retired and then San Francisco shock reached out to him and obviously said, Hey, um, yeah, we're gonna sign you. (laughs) He, he retired for a little bit there. Let's see. Yeah. He played. Oh, he reti- He was retired all this year. I'm looking at the Liquipedia page. He was retired all this year. Came. He is now out of retirement. He is in Overwatch League, and he is on the best t- team in the league. So he, he's a DPS player. He plays Widowmaker, Genji, Hanzo, McCree. This is all according to Liquipedia. I don't know anything about him. He has not played a Overwatch, professional Overwatch, since uh, December of 2018. In contenders, he played in the Overwatch Korea Online Cup in June. So, it, psh, retirement. Yeah, right. Come on. Uh, so they they add him uh, to their already extremely stacked DPS lineup. Congrats, congrats, Sarah Shock. I'm doing that. Um. Okay. Oh yeah. Also, another disclaimer I should mention. I guess is uh, I'm sick. Yes, that is why I my voice is kind of scratchy. Next is Jexy coming to the Houston Outlaws. We all thought Houston was done signing people because it seems like they are, and their team is full. It's so full. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, 12. They're, they have reached capacity. It's like every time someone leaves, they're like, oh, we got to make it full again. That's because Jake did retire a month ago. And now they're bringing Jexy on, who, if you didn't know, played for Soul Dynasty, of course, for not a long time. Um, or he got dropped. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a support player. He's on Boston Uprising now. They got Jexy, which, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good pickup. 
That's fine. It's a fine pickup. Um, I don't know. He, he might start. We'll see. Paris have signed somebody else. FD God. This happened today, actually. So there's a, there are a lot of pickups today, actually. Uh, FD God. He was on France for the World Cup this year. That was the first time he was in the World Cup ever. Yeah, ever. He was on Young and Beautiful, which is a European contenders team. Uh, he's French, and yeah, they're back. Paris is back to signing Frenchmen, French people. I call them Frenchmen. The Frenchman. FD God, the Frenchman. Uh, he plays support. He plays Lucio, Mercy, Batiste, Moira. So, main support. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's been in Overwatch since uh, the beginning, so... This will be nice. I don't know if he will. Uh, he, he could probably part. He could probably start support. Um, Paris doesn't have too many good supports. He could probably do it. We'll see. Of course, we'll see. Um, which is interesting. I think is Houston. No, Paris was in our preview last week, so we previewed him without FD God signing. We were both super high on Paris, so yeah. Um, I think that I don't think that hurts. I don't think the FD God signing hurts. Two LA Valiant. Oh yeah, there were color changes today. Joe, did Joe put the color changes on here? Nope. Uh, so after this, I'll talk about the two color changes. We talked about it a little bit, but they're official now. So I'll just repeat what I said before. Valiant signed Rain and GIG. Um, <clears throat> Rain is Korean. He uh, played for Florida Mayhem. Played for the Florida Mayhem, but he was signed pretty late in the season. He was signed in June uh, and then got dropped by the Florida Mayhem. He was on 0-2 Blast before, um, and he is a support player. Uh, Lucio, main support. Lucio, Mercy, Ana. LA Valiant continues to to add players I'm underwhelmed by. And then uh, GIG or GIG, not really sure. You could see him in um, in their video today announcing announcing their new color scheme. Uh, XL2 was where he played before. Uh, he's a tank, Reinhardt. It literally just lists Reinhardt on Liquipedia. Uh, yeah, he's a main tank. So, which is something they needed. Uh, so, LA Valiant shaping up to be KSF, Shax, McGravy, Dreamer, Apply, Slur, Lastro, Gig, and Rain. Um, yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by how good this roster is. Uh, and speaking of underwhelmed, Los Angeles Valiant also had a video today announcing their new colors, yellow and blue. Uh, yeah, yellow and blue. So we talked about this like a week ago or two weeks ago in our last podcast. We talked about the leaks for this. Uh, my friend Charlie was actually in this Los Angeles Valiant video. And when he showed up, I was very surprised. I was like, that's my friend, Charlie, and he's in this video. Um, it's because he works for Immortals. He doesn't work for the Overwatch League side. He doesn't work for Valiant at all. So that's why I was surprised. Uh, yeah, but to Yellow and Blue, if you listen to the previous episode, you know I hate this. Uh, this is my least favorite change out of uh, the three color changes that are happening. Yeah. Los Angeles Valiant, this is the reason why I'm a Gladiators fan. Los Angeles Valiant makes the stupidest mis- decisions I've ever seen. They get rid of like everyone on their team 
everyone good and they decide we're we're tanking this year <laughs> already. Um my god, the awful decision, lose everybody. And then they changed their colors where I thought they had one of the best color schemes in the whole league, green and yellow. It was great. I loved the green and yellow. It was awesome. I, their green was very unique too. It was a nice green. I don't know what they're doing. Blue and yellow? That's so unoriginal because we already have a blue and yellow team, the Boston Uprising. Um, we already have so many blue teams. It, it doesn't need to happen. I, I'm a huge fan of the light blue and yellow color scheme for the UCLA Bruins and the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I not a not we don't need it though. We already have so many blue teams that we just don't need it. Okay. And then the other official color change now is Florida Mayhem. It looks like their primary color is going to be black, which is great because it's because it's kind of different from Hangzhou Spark now. Who Hangzhou Spark actually doesn't officially have black in their color scheme at all. So uh, yeah, and Florida Mayhem are black, pink, and blue, uh, whereas Hangzhou Spark are pink, blue, and white. So, yeah, and it looks like they're mostly using the black as primary, which is great. I'm in the boat that it's like they're a little bit late to the party. This is what they should have done in the first place. They had the ugliest color scheme by far, uh, and then they had the ugliest color scheme by far. That's fine. That's great. That's the main reason why it's a great decision. So we'll stop there. All right, Flora... Flower has joined Runaway, which is not an Overwatch League team. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's not an Overwatch League team. Um, remember when Flower was good, but then he was too young, and then uh, he barely played last year when he finally got to Overwatch League and kind of underwhelmed us? Uh, well, now he's so overwhelming to the point where... Um, He's, in, he's back in contenders. He's on Runaway. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Well, I, Runaway will be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that stinks. I kind of wanted this talent to be in Overwatch League, if I'm going to be honest. But yeah, Runaway's got six. They got a starting lineup now. So that's good for them. <clears throat> They've had to get most of their players because, of course, most of their other players uh, had are, are in the Overwatch League now. So they had to get new ones. Okay. Um... We, we have got something gracing us here is Joe. Joe is going to interject, interject here because on my rundown, he has come out and he has typed something for for uh, himself to say to everybody out there. Um, and it's about London. London announced what their roster is going to look like uh, in total. I believe, did we already talk about this on the show? I'm not sure. John is unprepared. He's really unprepared. No, we have not talked about this on the show. Uh, because these were these people joined like right after Christmas. Babel, although Ji Hoon and Sleshin. Um, and now they've got a full roster. Well, they said this is the final roster. Um, so Babel is a DPS player, Widowmaker McCree, mainly hit scan. He played on BM Hawk for two years which is not it's an open division team this is not a contenders team although who played for gen s previously uh who which is gen g a contenders team's co-team or whatever who does not play in contenders they 
are a uh, open division team as well. Another open division, Ji Hoon, who does pl- did play on Contenders for season two of 2019 in China for Bubble Burster Gaming. And he is a wrecking ball main. This guy, everyone's talking about him because he's a wrecking ball. He's going to be a Mung's rival because he's he he specializes in wrecking ball. Ji Hoon. And then we got Celestian who did play in contenders in Korea contenders trials. That is in season two. Wait, this is out of order. This is out of order. Oh, no, 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 never mind. He didn't play in contenders at all in season two. He just played in the trials. He was on team Griffin, which is a Korean team. He was on Kungdu Panthera before that, which everyone knows about that team. And yeah, he plays tank off tank diva and uh, Zarya. So they got their whole lineup here and I'm just going to read Joe's take. Uh, W H Omega lol who obviously. Uh, and he says, but seriously, London's got to put up or shut up at this point. I'm with Joe. Um, they got, they got a full roster, but they're, they're in like a similar position to Boston. Uprising, actually the team and LA Valiant, the team I'm going to go work for. Uh, because they've got a bunch of unknowns and they're going to go for the strategy of we're just going to scout the heck out of this and hope it works out. And right now, I'm unimpressed with most of these players based off their history. Don't know most of them, so I can't properly judge any of them. And that worries me a little bit because guess what? I, I knew all of your old roster, London, and they're really good. <laughs> No, that's just the main like LA Valiant and Boston. Like it's fine. The Boston uprising is, is scouting an entire new team because they got 19th place. London, you got seventh place last year. You didn't, you didn't lose. You were, you made the playoffs. You got seventh place with one of the best rosters in the league that had some injury issues. And honestly, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. With London, it feels unacceptable. LA Valiant didn't make the playoffs. Boston Uprising didn't make the playoffs. It's okay that they completely wiped their roster and decided to start something new. Whereas with you, London, you had a ch- you won the championship in season one with all those players, and you're going to replace them? Come on. Uh, it'll probably work out, and this will this will just shoot back in my face, and everyone will play this clip at at my new job all the time and be like, well, Oh, you're an idiot for thinking that. All right. G Chiren and Yixel have left the Chung Du hunters. So not much has happened with Chung Du this off season up to this point, right? We haven't been talking about Chung Du at all. Um, yeah. YXL, Yang Chao Long and G Chiren both leaving both with uh, both with Chinese names actually as their gamer tags. Um, yeah, there hasn't been much much news at all this offseason. This is actually the first piece of news, which is crazy because yeah, July does not count as offseason, right? Um, which was their last move was adding leave in July. So <clears throat> wait, July might have been offseason. I can't remember. No, it definitely wasn't. So yeah, Yang Xiaolong and Ji Chi Ren, bye bye, bye bye to them. Um, yeah, I don't think they're missing out too much. So, yeah, that's fine. Chengdu Hunters. Uh, lose some players, but it's okay. 
Uh, how about this? Big, big losses uh, as far as talent goes for the Overwatch League. Monte Cristo and Doa are leaving the Overwatch League. They will no longer be casters in the Overwatch League. Monte Cristo heavily, heavily being on, <laughs> like, as Monte Cristo does, just coming out being brutally, brutally honest, telling us everything. Doa, not as much. Um, <clears throat> but uh, from what I'm understanding, they both are leaving for different reasons. Monte Cristo is mainly leaving because um, a lot to do with Nate Nancer leaving and no longer being a part of it because I'm pretty sure Nate Nancer, according to his twit longer, Monte Cristo, it seems like Nate Nancer was more willing to listen to Monty, Doa, all those people's ideas on how to how to how to produce esports content and whatnot. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that was a big reason was was uh, the new uh, commissioner. I don't remember his name, Velistica or something. Pete, I I don't remember. Um, is not letting Monte Cristo have as much control. And Monte Cristo, at this point in his career, I totally get him. He wants more control. He wants more creative control over the content he is making or the content the league has. Uh, yeah, completely makes sense to me. As as a person in content, yeah, at his age, I'm also going to want that. So, yeah, it <laughs> makes sense to me. So Monte Cristo is moving on to, to different things. Doa, less like more of a more of a disattachment to, hey, I work full time for this. He's now just going to freelance for Overwatch League, so he'll be casting every once in a while, is what he said. Uh, probably a couple events per year, couple couple matches per year, basically for Doa. Uh, his reasoning was also similar to Monte Cristo's. He said there's less creative control. Also makes sense for him. Um, yeah, he he seemed Monte Cristo seemed a little bit more malicious towards Overwatch League and how it's doing lately and how how the new management is treating it, whereas Doa full like came out and like was more positive about it, which I liked more, obviously. Um he was more positive about it and said, I really believe in this idea and I still think it's gonna be super successful and I don't want to like completely leave this area. I I want to dip my toes back in the pond every once in a while, cast a couple games. So, um, yeah, pretty different. I mean, Monty and Doe are, are pretty different people in general. Monty's brutally honest person up front about everything is himself in front of everyone on social media. Doa, he's more of a, yeah, he's, he's more of a kind dude. Not, doesn't really, not as opinionated, really not strongly opinionated in comparison. So it fit their personalities, but sad. Both of them are leaving both great casters. Obviously, I don't think they were the best casters in Overwatch Uber. I think Uber X is obviously the best one. So luckily we're not losing them yet. Um, but Puckett is also leaving the desk, which stinks, but makes total sense. And we're still going to get him every once in a while as well. He'll be in like more of a golden boy type situation where we get golden boy every once in a while, which is awesome. He's an amazing host. And we'll get Puckett every once in a while, too, which is also great. Um, and because of this, these the, 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 the gaps left from Monte Cristo and Doa leaving Overwatch League, we got Brennan Sideshow uh, joining the casting crew and, and leaving the desk. Uh, honestly, I think they're great casters. And 
while they are great on the desk, I really enjoy their casting too. Uh, I think Bren is a great caster. I think Sideshow is a great caster. They're hilarious dudes. I'm excited. I'll miss them on the desk, but honestly, the desk is shaping up to be pretty nice already um, with Custa joining the desk and then possibly a Vast as well, So, which is rumored at this point. And then uh, we got ZP and Jake. ZP finally joining Overwatch League. He's He's been casting Overwatch since the beta, man, and this guy is... Honestly, I think in a lot of people's opinions, one of the best and should have been in the Overwatch League since its inaugural season. And uh, finally, ZP's here. He deserves it. He's so knowledgeable. He's a great caster, too, honestly. Um, And then Jake, he's a great caster. He retired, we know, and now immediately staying with Overwatch League. He's he's been a great caster. He's the Tony Romo of of the Overwatch League. Um, Yeah, fun. Uh, I, I'm going to miss Monte Cristo and Doe, but I do, I think both those caster duos are, are great. Um, there's also been a bunch of like news on the plan for how, um, how the, how the broadcast is going to work this season. Uh, so, I mean, as someone in media, I guess I should be the one who elaborates on that and give and gives my thoughts on it. So I'll do that this week without Joe here. Uh, yeah, so apparently, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm doing it off memory. Uh, apparently, there are going to be English casters for every game, but they will only be on site for American North American mat for matches taking place in North America. And I'm not sure if Canada counts, actually. It might just be America. I'm not sure. Um, so Toronto and Vancouver might or might not count, and they did not mention Europe either yet. So we don't know about London and Paris when games are happening there. We don't know if there will be English casters on site. They didn't mention it at all. All I know is the people who made the comments mentioned if a match is happening in China or Korea, English casters will not be on site. They will be in America casting remotely. Um, <clears throat> the desk will be in Los Angeles all the time. Um, all the time. I imagine until the playoffs, basically. They are going to be... The desk will be in Los Angeles, um, which I think makes complete sense. Uh, that's how sports work. <laughs> uh, the desk for football, for NBA, for every sport is in one location, remote from when where the game's happening. Unless it's a special game, unless it's like a bowl game in college football play or playoffs or Super Bowl and NFL, unless it's a playoff game somewhere else, like the desk is almost always off site. Um, so uh, from a broadcast perspective, makes complete sense. It's going to suck not having the desk with the crowd in the background because that was always fun and always awesome. But um, yeah, that's just logis- logistically a nightmare to bring the cast everywhere as well. That's going to be financially a nightmare and just like setting that up every week would be frustrating and annoying um what else did they announce yeah so basically that that's it i'll like the cast the english casters are are traveling all around america i don't know about europe and i don't know about canada yet for them um i think yeah i'm fine with the desk staying there i think the desk is going to be okay where it is and it's going to be great where it is in LA. Um, as far as 
Yeah, as far as the offsite casters go, also makes sense to me, but I think I'm a little more upset about that one. It always looks weird when the casters, like when you know the casters aren't there, it always feels and looks weird. Um, so, but there will be the option that they are going to have Chinese and Korean casters on site for those Chinese games and Korean games. Um, so yeah, I, I think it might be fun, even though I, I know a little bit of Chinese, but I don't know any Korean. I think it'd be fun to watch those streams. Uh, even if I don't know what they're saying, I can still understand what's happening in the game because I've seen Overwatch. So I think it might be fun to watch those games and like, you know, be able to hear crowd noise, stuff like that. I'm sure we'll get crowd noise in, in the English cast no matter what. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested in watching it in the in a different language. I might do that. Um, I, I encourage listeners out there to try that, too. Honestly, I, I'll I'll check in with you guys when the season starts and see if that's the best way to watch it. But yeah, everything's a changing. It's crazy. Um, all right. What do we got? What else do we got? Where am I? AKM, Harry Hook, and Zachary already signed with Dallas. Um, AKM and uh, yeah, these are fine players. They're going to be pushed out eventually. I'll tell you what. Uh, AKM's the only one I see staying. He's pretty good. Zachary and Harry Hook. I'm not that into oh wait joe did put the florida and valiant official rebrands on here what am i saying joe i'm sorry for ridiculing you earlier about it um yeah i already talked about the rebrands overwatch classic rumors joe put on here a youtube video from stylosa um about him getting tricked into thinking overwatch classic is a real thing um he falls for a tweet that is obviously fake so no overwatch classic don't worry uh it's photoshopped and i don't know why they would release overwatch classic already so yeah that's the show um yeah yeah if you if you want to follow us on social media mine's at jw george iv joe zachary patrick underscore inc that's inc we have a twitter it's at on the flank show we have an email. It's on the flank show at gmail.com. You can email us. You can tweet at us. If you have any corrections, if you have anything you would like us to talk about, if you have any questions for us, you'll listen to this in one way. If you want to listen to it another way, you can go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot podcast.co. You can go to my YouTube channel, which is John George. You're most likely going to find that via my Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. Wow, that was impressive. See, this is great. When this, For the solo episodes, I can, do, I can practice. I can do this random stuff. Uh, yeah, enjoy, <laughs> uh, enjoy something, something must be happening. Enjoy whatever's happening in your life. Talk to you guys next week.